Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. so grateful today for your love for us. I'm asking today, Lord, that you would touch these lips of clay and that I will speak from your heart. The word told me that the Holy Spirit would search the mind and heart of God the Father and reveal it to us. So we just pray today for a revelation of your heart for us. We ask, Father, that you would change us, transform us. Lord, I ask that you would not leave us the same today, but we would be molded and made into your image. Lord, I want to be more like you. So word of God, speak. Would you pour down like rain? something so significant about your word today, Lord, that you want to bring a change, a transformation. Our hearts are open today to you, O Lord. We delighted, we we dance in your presence because freedom is what you've brought us. We rejoice in your goodness because you pursued us. Spirit of the Most High God, I ask that you would Pursue every individual heart today. Leave us not the same. In Jesus' name. So the paradox for me is that I feel like such freedom in the house to worship Him. Such joy in His presence to magnify His name. Such laughter and kindness from our Father's hand. Today, there's freedom. The song of freedom was being sung. The sound of freedom is here. It just seems to be echoing so magnificently. So, every physical body in the room that's being challenged by pain today, I challenge the pain in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I rebuke distraction of pain and aching and uh, disease and disease disease and disease I speak life I speak health I speak healing what was provided for in the stripes of Jesus I ask for wholeness right now that our hearts would be able to receive from the heart of the throne of God the father of heaven and earth the father of lights in whom there is no variable or shadow of turning I ask that you would push aside, O Lord, even the thunderous sounds of the cries and echoing of voices even in our atmosphere and in our land and in our nation. And let one voice be heard today, the voice of your spirit. As you cry unto us, come to you, O God. Father, I thank you for your preciousness today. 
All right, now I'm on the edge of an all-out cry, so you just bear with me if you wonder if it's somber. It's not somber. It's I'm trying to contain myself. But it feels really good to be in the presence of Jehovah right now. In the presence of Jehovah, God Almighty, Prince of Peace. Today's message is called Our Father's Father. One of the sweetest sounds in my life was the sound of my parents when they cried out to God, whether it be in intercession or supplication. As a teenager, uh, my brother Mike and I had the bottom level of the of the house. It was a walkout basement. And so my father had an area he had created for a, an office and he had these pieces of material that he hung just to kind of create an office space. On a Sunday morning early, he'd go there. He'd try to start out quiet, just, you know, finishing some preparations for the morning. But I'd hear him start to sing out to the Lord. It was the best alarm clock in the world was to hear your father engaging in relationship with his heavenly father. By that time in our life, his biological dad had already gone to be with Jesus. And um, so my dad was the youngest of five children, four, three brothers and a sister. There were five of them. But when I would hear my father cry out to God, everything felt safe in the world. When I heard my father worship, just all was at peace. When I heard my father express gratitude, when I heard dad just cry out to the Lord in gratitude, Joe, I knew we were going to eat. I knew we were going to be clothed. I knew the roof over our head was going to be just fine. There was just something about my my heavenly father's relationship with our earthly father that just always brought about such a sense of safety. So I am not that guy who understands what it's like to grow up in a home without a dad. Maybe you did. And uh, although uh, I have witnessed the effects of that in people's lives and prayed for people who have gone through that, I just tell you, because I didn't know it, I, I knew the safety and security of it. But when our father went to be with Jesus at age 48, and the thought of not hearing him one more time worship Jesus in our presence to hear his his voice cry out on the goodness of the Lord in our presence um, that that was actually very very hard for us just to know that he wasn't there right there our dad uh, worked diligently and hard all the days of his life 48 years to serve his wife and his children and to be a reflection of our heavenly father so his departure at 48 for me was crushing in that I wondered how in the world will I know how to be the right reflection to my own sons and how will I be able to serve others in ministry when he's gone so soon in life. And hence, you and I have talked um, for a number of years now about that journey. We learned about that orphan spirit, that you could have been raised in a home with great parents and still have an orphan spirit and God wants to give you the spirit of sonship It's been a good journey. It's been a journey that helps us to discover God's goodness. While recognizing that others may have had a struggle or a difficulty, it's not okay to be stuck 
We have to keep looking again unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who was constantly on the planet reflecting to the Father. Jesus wanted you and me to know that his love and relationship with the Father was so exquisite and that he was the one making a way for us to have the same kind of exquisite relationship with him. So today, Pastor Rick, not knowing the beginning of my message, it was the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That beautiful prayer that we prayed at the very beginning really set the tone for my spirit to know that Holy Holy Spirit was already revealing the heart of the Father for us today. Luke 11 and 2, Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13, you can see that passage of Scripture where Jesus was giving us an understanding. Notice these are the words of Jesus. He says, pray like this, our Father. So he identified with Father as his Father, but it was an invitation for them to pray with him, our Father. I need to ask you today to consider that the Our Father right here is critically important. It's, it's, it's the foundational component for us as we look to what God wants to accomplish in our lives in the day that we live in. In fact, it's because we look across the way and see somebody and don't recognize that they too could say Our Father in relationship to Our Father, we then divide, separate, and we spoil the whole point of Jesus' mission to come and make him our Father. Uh, The Lord's Prayer said today together was a declaration of who he is, his purposes, and his plans. I'm going to ask you to go with me to the book of Malachi. You can see this... um, beautiful picture on the screen behind me. What an amazing imagery. This collage of dads in relationship with their children at different segments of their lives. You can see the joy and the beauty Verse 10. There are blended families there, young families, older families, celebrating a moment. Do you see the children drinking in the love? Do you see the shared smile and joy? I'm sure we could have had a collage that also reflected difficult moments in life. And that shared moment as well. I remember the day my father stood beside his father's casket, the youngest of those children, as I mentioned. And I remember he thought everyone else had already gone out of the funeral home. And I watched him as he stood beside the casket. And my father wept. And he wept in a way I had never seen him weep before. I'd seen my father weep over people in prayer. I'd seen him weep with others who were going through difficult times, but I witnessed his tears that day were the tears of his sense of loss. And I was so overwhelmed with 
how do I comfort my father? I was young. I was probably eight years of age, but the image is still in my heart and my mind. We share moments with dads. We have these amazing encounters with others who are spiritual fathers. Some of Pastor Cindy and I's favorite moments are early in ministry, serving Reverend Ernest Davis and walking out and doing life together with him. Getting to the graveyard just in time to pull my accordion out of the box and get to the grave and to sing the Eastern Gate as pastor would minister and do the committal service and then we would sing I will meet you in the morning just inside the eastern gate and just to sing the song of hope and cast the thought share the moment there are so many things we learned from him I've learned from men uh, throughout the course of my life who have been a reflection of our Heavenly Father, as even Pastor Rick was talking about, is really all of our goal, or should be our goal, to be a reflection of his face. In Malachi chapter 2 and 10, it says, do we not all have one Father? It's a question. Has not one God created us? The answer is yes. Then why do we deal treacherously, each against his brother, so as to profane the covenant of our fathers? It's an important question I want to just ask you to consider for a moment. Do we not all have one father? The answer is yes. The moment we begin to see your dad as the only origination of your life, that's where we begin to journey off course. So when Malachi, this verse was to the children of Israel, but it's speaking to us today of the same necessity. Do we not have one father? Has not one God created us? Do you hear the message? Why do we deal treacherously against each his brother as to profane the covenant of our fathers? Our fathers, our biological fathers and their fathers and fathers before them. Some of my fathers came over on the Mayflower. Some of them came over later. I have fathers that I never met, but I've enjoyed that process of you know, looking at and seeing where they came from and parts of the world. In John three sixteen, it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, a father giving a son, for the love of the world. The world is not the earth and the dirt. He made it for us, his sons and daughters. We are his creation. The other is all domain. The epitome, the high point of creation were those made in his image. Would you look at Ephesians with me for just a moment? Just buzz on over there. We're going to just have to build just a bit of a case here and then move directly into what I think Father God is wanting us to walk away with today. I love Father's Day. Sometimes it just feels so overwhelmingly joyous. Sometimes it just has a fresh, deep river. Have you ever drank water from an artesian well, anybody? We were in the Carpathian Mountains which is in Romania, and we went to this high place, this mountainous area, and there was a well there alongside the road, and all could come and get the water. And as we were there with our jugs to get the water, the water was less than clear. It actually was a little cloudy, but we found that it was cloudy for the minerals. But the minerals in that particular water were minerals that caused people with 
issues with their body to be healed. What we learn is that many times when a body is devoid of the minerals that are essential, then the organs don't function as they should. And because we don't get all the minerals that we need in our food today, you have to get it from a source. And this particular water not only had minerals in it, it also had this gas that was in it, making it a natural carbonization. And so people would come and get the water to drink throughout the course of the week. And they would drink it and then come again on the weekends. And it was a weekend, so the lines were long. And it was just amazing to watch how that water flowed from that well. I've been to those places, though, where the water was so pristine. Not Flint, but other places in Michigan where the water was just amazingly beautiful, Dwayne, uh, coming out of the earth. And so, you know, we would drink that cold water. And I could just tell you that uh, we need water. We, we need to be hydrated. Hmm? And our Heavenly Father wants to hydrate us with his love. Um, there is a flow that comes. And I, I think about how you and I need once again to be rehydrated with something of of his essence and essential expression of his, of his magnificence, that we would then be a reflection of him. Can I say amen to my own preaching today? So Ephesians chapter four, uh, beginning in verse one, therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in the manner worthy of the calling with which you've been called and with all humility and gentleness and patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, showing tolerance for one another in love being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body and one Spirit, just as also you were called into one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. One God and Father. There's only one God, Father God. There's only one Father God. There's God the Son and there's God the Holy Spirit, but there's only one Father God, one God and Father of all. Of who? Three people are are getting a 97 at the moment. Uh, Who is he the God of? Mm -hmm. Let's just try one more time. One God and Father of who is over all. There are no other fathers, but this Father who is over all. Your daddy wasn't my daddy. Your daddy... Well, okay, so my Uncle Dick could spank us boys whenever we acted up because our daddy told our Uncle Dick that if we acted up, he could spank us. And Dwayne, he did. On, on enough occasions, I can just remember. And if Ricky and, and, and Philip acted up, my dad would spank them. Now, that's just wrong, I'm going to tell you right now, but it happened. Actually, it was probably just needed and so made it right. I don't know what to say. My dad and, and our uncle Richard Thompson were brothers, uh, you know, in law, but in brothers in love. And so if we, if we were cutting up and needed it, I don't think you ever got a whooping from Uncle Dick Joe. That's why you're so short. So, um, but he was, he was, Uncle Dick was not my daddy, but he certainly could step in for my dad if necessary. But Uncle Dick is not my dad. A spiritual father, but not my dad. But there's one father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, someone say, to each one of us, say this, grace was given. Yes, it was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says that when he ascended on high, he led captive, a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. Somebody say, thank you. Yeah, isn't that awesome? 
So this is really important for us. There's one God and Father of all who is over all and through all. A shared same Father. Now, I was doing some research. Has anyone ever done the Ancestry.com thing? Anyone checking out your ancestors? Anyone done 23andMe? CIA is saying thank you very much for that. I just thought you'd like to know. Oh, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's checking your DNA. But this is what I found out. We all, I found out in my most recent research, every one of us are related. Noah is our greaty, 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 greaty granddaddy. Did you know that? How many of you knew that? Some of you are at 86. You just dropped from 97 to 86. I'm shooting for 100 today. Every one of us are related to Noah. He had three sons. So we're really related. Now, did you know that before Noah, there was a whole mess of people on the planet? And they were messing up the planet really bad. That's happened on a number of occasions, hasn't it? Hence the uh, cataclysmic event called the flood. You know, God, God literally didn't need to do a scrubbing, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So I did a little further research, went back just a little bit further and found out, thanks to some ancient manuscripts, that Adam is a shared father. We're all related. So let's act like it. There are no them and those and they and them and those. It's us. The Bible does say the meek will inherit the earth. But I want you to understand we're related today. Someone just say related. We are related. And then I found out from that ancient manuscript. I'm about to feel my oats this morning. Well, really it was raisin toast is what it was. But it was really good. Real butter on top. I need you to understand that Adam had a dad and a father. Jehovah, El Shaddai, the one who wanted us to know that every one of his sons and daughters can get to him. There's plenty of supply of nurture and nourishment and care and love and concern. He's El Shaddai. He's the one that everyone can get to all at the same time. There is, no, there is no smallness to our God and our Father, whereby which everyone cannot reach him, get to him, and receive from him. Somebody said yes and amen. So this is what I found in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 began to talk to me about this mission that Jehovah was on. God created the heavens and the earth, and then he reached his hand into the earth. He found some beautiful red clay. He formed and fashioned a man, and then when he took him up into his hands, mm, kind of like when I see Terence reach a hold of Zion and lift him up into his hands, look into his eyes. Zion was animated from his mother's womb, but Adam was not animated at the beginning. Made in the image, but not moving yet. And God, our Father, without an umbilical cord, breathed the breath of life into his lungs. And man became a living soul. Took in his first breath and the DNA of God animated, activated, brought life to this earth. And then he exhaled. Listen, 
The first breath is the breath of God. God's breath is so good, he don't need Mentos or Tic Tacs. His breath has life. And then the first breath exhaled was a breath of praise and adoration to his father. And they walked together. The download of information, intellect, God's assignment for his son to name the animals, to observe the stars. According to scientists that we really enjoy studying concerning creation and the earth, they indicate that when the firmament was full of waters before the flood, that it acted like an amplification so that the stars that now require certain amplification from NASA and some other satellite to hear their pulsating songs that bless the Lord, Adam could hear the song of the stars as they sang praises unto God throughout the course of his day, whether day or night. And Adam, in his assignment, engaging in the planet, having dominion in the domain that was gifted to him. And being alone and not good, God the Father, first anesthesiologist, put him in the grass and laid him down and said, now sleep. Reaching into his side, pulls a rib, nerve endings and flesh and blood, and fashions from it a suitable helpmeet, a bone close to his side by his heart that they would walk together. And so, God in his creation, Adam from the earth and the dirt, sorry guys, but Eve, prime rib, come on ladies, what a father you girls got. You're running at 56 at the moment. I'm just kind of looking for more feedback. Are you hearing me? He presents her to him. And in the ancient Hebrew, you know what he said, right? Hubba hubba, which is, hey, good looking. And Father God is blessed for a long time right there by Adam. For the gift of God. And then there's the marring of the image of God in Adam and Eve because of their sin. But God, who is rich in mercy, say God is rich in mercy. Four things. Write the first one down for me. Desire. Four things I'd like you to take note of for a moment. Number one is desire. God's desire has always been to have a family. God's desire has always been to have a family. In the council of eternity, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, this is interesting because you and I look back and we see God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In that moment, it would have been God Elohim. He's eternal Father, but He was also Yahweh. And we see Son, but in that moment, although He's eternal Son, He's always been king of glory. And he's always been the word. So the father, the word, and Holy Spirit set a plan forth for a family that would be made in the image of God. 
Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free. Never miss your favorite show again. For more than 30 years, KNEO has been bringing you great Bible teachers on a local and national level. And now we've made it easier than ever to hear from these great men and women of God. KNEO's entire lineup is now available to listen anytime, anywhere through our website. Go to KNEO.org slash podcast to see all the options. You can search for programs alphabetically, or you can select individual categories like culture, kids, leadership, or music. We even have a category just for locally produced programs so you can hear from pastors and spiritual leaders located right here in the four-state area. And all these resources are absolutely free. Kaneo's mission is to get God's Word in front of you, and this is one of the ways we do it. Give it a try today. Go to kaneo.org and click on the podcast tab to get started.